In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. We have to be pronouncing that wrong, right? Exactly what I did. I'm Tom Hanks in this movie. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You always do. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to look into something that's fun and extreme, yet padded and soft, but by no means safe. Because on this episode, we're going to review the Wikipedia page for Nerf. Foom, 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 foom. Foom, 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 <laughs> that was like a whole battle. It just escalated. Was that like a foam rocket launcher? Yes, that's how it ended. Started off with some little uh, foam pistols, progressed to a foam shotgun, a foam machine gun, and then yes, eventually we got the foam rocket launcher. <laughs> I actually have the foam rocket launcher, the Nerf one. But did you like my foam fallout afterwards? Because that's what happens when you drop a foam rocket. I think something that hasn't come up on this podcast yet, but you and I were big fans of Nerf at yes. one stage. and. People People listening, you may think that you are fans of Nerf, but no, you don't even know what Nerf is until you have seen our unrealistic collection. Yeah, it's like a tribute to like, I can still be a kid, but also a shameful like, do you know how much money you've spent on foam shooting toys? I would have spent like, oh God, it's got to be over a thousand dollars. Yes. Like, oh, well over. Well over. Each. I honestly haven't added it up because I don't want to know. Because I got like two crates downstairs. Not small. Small crates. Yeah, big crates. Someone saw it recently go, oh, is this from when you were a kid? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> See, I picked this page because recently, recently, Christmas, that's nowhere near recently, is it? No, not at all. You should have saved the story till like January. Yeah, we should have done this later. <laughs> My nephew, he was really into Nerf, so the father, my brother, said, bring along the Nerf, you know, the kids could play that. And I'm like, it's been sitting in a cupboard for so long. I'll bring it all. It doesn't all fit in the boot of my car. Oh, wow. I had yeah. the back seat packed and the boot packed. And I think Ali had something under her feet. <laughs> you and guys were packing. <laughs> we were packing foam, hot foam. And it was perfect because he's a little kid. He's, uh, why do I set myself up for questions that I don't know the answer to? <laughs> I don't know how old he is. He's like, I'm going to say three. All kids that can walk 
walk and talk at three until they're in school, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you can always just, like, check later and then send me a recording of you saying the right age and I'll slot it in flawlessly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyways, my nephew is four and a half years old. So I rocked up and I said to him, hey, how you doing, little buddy? And he's like, oh, did you bring the guns? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Hey, can you help me with something? So I went over and I opened the boot to the car and it opened up and it was just nothing but nerf and you should have seen his eyes just bug out. <laughs> he didn't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. You and I have had nerf wars. Well, yeah, and this is what reminded me of it. It took me back to the day. I think we've had two official nerf wars. Yes. Which they were great. That's exactly why I wanted to talk about nerf because that was a fond memory and if we don't talk about it on the podcast then it's like, well, why? <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta justify why we did it somehow other than the fact that it was fun. Oh, my God. like every now and then one of us will just say to the other, we should do a nerf war again because we've yeah. still got the weaponry on standby. It's all there. And it was great because it wasn't just, uh, you know, Ben came over to my house and we both shot nerf guns. No, 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 no. We had armies and we taunted each other. There was like psych outs. It was a whole thing. I remember I went over to your house and you had the terrain set up with like <laughs> cover and bunkers and everything. Yes, because it was my house. I took it as Germany versus Russia. You were Germany. I was Russia because <laughs> I conscripted a whole bunch of people and you have a really your collection. You have less guns, but you have good guns and you focused on making sure you have enough cartridges and reloads and that sort of thing. Whereas I have a lot of ammo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember buying these huge crates that came <laughs> with like 500 shots or something in it. Ooh, and that yeah. was just extra on what you got with the thing. I remember I was even buying online. I would just get packages that had magazines. And that's what you need. Yeah. I had the big long ones and also those big barrels that held like 35 shots or something. Yes. The 35 dart drum. It holds the most darts that any cartridge can. And it's only sold on the Raider. And I went to Big W and they were on special. So I bought four. I think I threw out the actual guns because it's a crap gun. It the Raider was one of the greatest guns to get for the magazine alone. Just it the drum. Fit the like, yeah, the 35 shots in it. Because I did the same thing where there was a box that was damaged and beat up and the gun didn't look in great condition. So oh. they were selling it for like, fuck all. And I'm just like, I just want the drum. And the drum's in perfect condition. That's all. I'm not even going to use that. Because the Raider would actually shred darts and doesn't fire them very well. But you put that into a stampede, which is the fully automatic battery powered one. Now you've got a gun. They were the two greatest guns, at least back in our days. I don't know what they're doing now. Were the Stampede and the Vulcan. Yes. The Vulcan was the chain gun that would just lay them all out. Very yes. heavy gun. And the Stampede, yeah. And the full out an assault rifle. That yes. came with a tactical shield. Yes. Now the tactical shield, let's talk about because we never actually mentioned this beforehand, but neither of us would use a shield or wear eye protection. No, our armies did, but... Generally the women did. That's okay. I had women on my team here with goggles, but we both knew that the point of our armies and our fighting was that just us two were trying to shoot each other in the eye. One of us is going to become blind. That's how we know who the winner is. <laughs> and I'll tell you, on that first raid, someone, I'm pretty sure it was you, got me right in the eye. In the middle of everything, I copped a sweet, perfect eye shot. It hit me and I had that dazed and confused where I turned back and there's that second where I'm looking at everyone on my side and looking back and they're like, oh God, I know what I'm doing again. Okay, I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game. You went a Saving Private Ryan moment. I did. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I did. I'm Tom Hanks in this movie. But yeah, we start off, we said we were going to have armies and you were texting me all kinds of 
some smack. <laughs> you're going to die. And I'm going, oh, I've got you, man. You're coming to my house. So I set up the terrain. I was very clever. I got a bunch of chairs and turned them over so that the legs were sticking up. The idea was to make it look like Normandy Beach, like Saving Private Run. You know how they had those things mm-hmm. on the beach to stop ships from landing, but also like barbed wire. And I made it all up so that there was a very, very thin runway at the end of it. But essentially you couldn't get past there. And what you didn't know, and I want to hear all about this, is in the corner of the room, because you come in the door and you've basically got barbed wire in front of you, so you're kind of stuck in this pen. I was a bit rude with this. I didn't really give you a chance. You had no cover, you were out in the open, and I hit a guy under a bunch of boxes in the corner. Yeah, he was a completely poor sap, the guy who you talked into (laughs) that. Because he got out and just started shooting, which I could see in a real battle, how that would be cool because he would have killed us. But now he's got a bunch of people who all turn around and focus on him who are point blank <laughs> and we start shooting him into the face and to the point that he kind of trips and falls back into the boxes that he sprung <laughs> out from. All part of my tactical plan because he rose up and he got some good shots in on you. Then he started running out of ammo and that's when you turned to him which opened you up to me because <laughs> this is all a ploy so that I can shoot you. I don't care how many times he shot you. He's just a decoy. He was there to be shot. He was just a pawn in my game. That's there to be sacrificed. <laughs> exactly. Because you had less people. I had many more, but I gave them all crappier guns because I just, I see a gun it looks cool, so I'll buy that. There's no tactics other than they look cool, so I bought them. So I mm. armed up a whole bunch of people. I had one Vulcan sitting there mm. and I had a girl who didn't know how to use Nerf, like she never used Nerf before, so I gave her a gun with a drum in it so that that would last the whole battle. And her whole job was when the Vulcan reloads, because it's a chain, when the chain's been reloaded, she just fires cover fire. And I had a line of people that were going to charge out, take their positions so that when you entered, it was dark. When you first walked in, I want to know your side of it because you come in, did it appear there was no one in the room? It was one of those, it's quiet, too quiet. (laughs) But you could see people who weren't great at hiding. So I kind of suspect that there was some form of ambush coming. I remember we did have the advantage that I had texted you saying when I would be on my way, but I still had that sort of distortion of like, okay, they're not going to know the exact time that we're going to come out. Because I didn't actually text you when I was leaving. I said, I, cause I remember texting you going, I'm leaving now. And we were like 10 minutes away. And so I thought maybe I'll catch him a little off guard. Cause I still needed your front door to be unlocked so I could burst in. I had a guy upstairs watching and I was told that you were coming. Ah, uh, you had a scout. I had a scout upstairs in the, uh, in the scouting. Oh, that took out element of surprise. I should have dressed up as like a pizza delivery guy or something <laughs> just to throw him off. Yeah, exactly. If you can't. Or Jehovah's Witness or something. <laughs> There's Jehovah's Witnesses coming. Wait, let's just shoot them. <laughs> yeah, that would have just made it worse. I reckon if Mormons rocked up and you're waiting for a nerf fight, I reckon they'd be in on it. If you were like about to attack my house and you saw a bunch of Mormons, you go, hey, you guys want to be in a nerf war? They'd be like, yeah, we'll bring our friends. They've got nerf guns too. <laughs> and then I'd have like a hundred people come in and shoot me in the face. I mean, Mormons aren't allowed to do much, but I think nerf's okay. It seems like a Mormon okay. I don't know the rules, but I assume they could do that and they'd probably yeah. enjoy it and they'd be good at it. I don't know. Is Nerf count as a violent toy? Yeah, remember when we did it, uh, Mormons have guns. Mormons made their money from guns. But Browning. there's a difference between like olden day Mormons and modern Mormons because they're also way more into bigamy before. That's true. Whereas only some of them are now, as I understand. I, like, I, because it's fun, you assume they're not allowed to do it, but it's the kind of fun that they're allowed to do. You know, like, hey, let's paint our faces and like play with toys. That sounds like them. <laughs> 
Oh, and before you got there, my little brother came along. He brought his collection as well. <laughs> he brought a cigar, not to light and smoke, just so he had a cigar in his mouth as he's walking around with his Nerf gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> he understands getting into character. That's awesome. That was fun to see how much everyone got into it, though, as well. It was great. I do remember the point, though, that you guys realized that we had way more ammo than you thought we had. Because the people who had those, like, single shot guns were now just, like, quickly running to be like... Like, where do we get more ammo? Where do yeah. we get more ammo? They're Running still away. firing. Yes. We had a great burst and I got to live my uh, Russian general fantasy of telling someone to charge or I will shoot them. <laughs> I think yeah, it was Tammy, I think of all people. Because she was waiting behind the corner. I had a whole row of people to charge out and like storm the beach as it were. And she was staying behind there to like sort of take a pot shot. So I'm there screaming at her, like pointing a Nerf gun at her head going, Move or I will shoot you! <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? Why did you make us Russia and Germany though? Because aren't they the two most evil armies that... You just answered your own question. <laughs> now you're like, I want to be the villains. <laughs> you were Germany because you had really good technology and it was specifically designed but you had far less people but they were specifically trained. You had stormtroopers as it were. People who knew how to use the weapon and were armed with the best stuff. I had a bunch of like you know weekend soldier leftover nerf guns. I armed everyone almost on purposely poorly because it was funny to me. I had my Vulcan uh, machine gunner. I had my gun which is a stampede. I had my strategic good shooters. My uh, roommate who was the lookout he also had had a souped up recon. He figured out how to put an extra spring in or something. So oh, he, awesome. He had to shoot the furthest because he was shooting from upstairs down on you. But you could see the darts couldn't handle the speed that they were coming out at. <laughs> they were hitting you sideways. I remember I liked the disc range, the vortex range that they had because they had one. Oh my God, I can't even remember the name of it. That's dropping the ball a bit. Well, the vortex, wasn't it? it was yeah, the vortex was the range, but there was one that was like a huge gun. Because I have it too. Yeah, and it was battery operated you had to put like some d batteries in there and it would fire a really long distance and if you got the nerf sniper scope and put it on top of that it actually lined up with it really well i remember i used to set up toilet rolls across the room oh cool the target practice yeah and i would stand there and line it up in the scope and shoot <laughs> and just knock them out every time i was quite a good shot with nerf as well oh, i remember yeah. that you got yeah you get your eye in because you know how it moves i bought a another vortex style a disc shooter it was a pistol one it shoots them hard. That's what I didn't like about the Vortex is that it's great for getting around corners. You can shoot it a long way, but they don't hit hard. And the whole point of this is that we're trying to hurt the other person. I want to Google this now because I want to find out what the name yeah, of these are. The Let's identify these. them. Nitron. The Nitron. See the one on the far right. That's yes, that's it. That's it. The Nitron. That was the sniper rifle one. Yes. Yeah, it came with a sniper scope. That one wasn't really good, but the one that came on the Spectre. The that Spectre was good. scope was my favorite. That's the one I put on top of my stampede instead of a shield because I'm in charge I get a scope on my rifle but okay so we're looking here see the paragon that's the this one here the parrox no one to the left sorry see this is the drum of the discs Oh, wow. The cartridge, I bought that gun, and of course I put the bar the, the drum uh, that holds the ammo into the Nitron. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it's the disc version of the Stampede. I'm realizing now I'm saying a lot of Nerf guns and no one knows what we're talking about. Okay, also, so this episode's just for us now. It's true. This is old school <laughs> Nerf too, so if you're up to date with your Nerf, you probably don't even know what we're talking about. This is for people who are into Nerf in like a very finite period. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I remember having a Praxis, and the 
the Paragon here looks pretty much exactly like the Praxis, but with a drum. Yes, and you can see that the, the handle, because hand. I had that handle, it's like a hold it up instead of uh, hold it across handle. But all the important points of the gun look pretty much the same. It's essentially the same gun, but it comes with a drum, so you can have a lot, a lot of uh, bullets in it. Yeah, and the Vigilant, that I had that as well. Did you have that? That's the That's pistol. the one I'm talking about. That hits hard. Oh, and also this little blaster, I had that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a pullback one. I'm pretty sure I had, yeah, I had that one, yeah. Wow, I had a heap. Like, it's now coming back to me how many Nerf guns I truly had. It's crazy, isn't it? Because you go, yeah, I got a couple, but then you start getting into it. It's not until you have to change the batteries. <clears throat> Do you realize you can't buy enough batteries to change my collection? I spent half the day just unscrewing and rescrewing things and realizing I don't have enough batteries. I was going to take Nerf guns into Just see if we can get Google. the... The new stuff, they've gone a bit more like it's for zombie killer type stuff. You can't kill zombies with Nerf. Yeah, I know. Well, foam zombies you can. Though I used to fantasize back then that like some weird aliens that were allergic to foam <laughs> would just invade the earth because I'd be armed to the teeth then. That would be really convenient if that happened. Oh yeah, if anything real invades the earth, I have no, no. weaponry whatsoever. But if it's allergic to foam, got it. I'm Rambo. Yes. <laughs> just, oh, look, it's just me and Clark Rubber right now. <laughs> Get thee behind me. Grab a gym mat and join the queue. They have this Nerf Elite range, which is all like blue. Yeah, the Nerf Elite, that's because they did the exact same Nerf guns again, but they've got the blue darts which shoot harder and the guns go further. See, that's a thing for like when you seriously go into like doing Nerf Wars and stuff. There are two types of guns. There are guns that you just fill up and load the barrel yep. and there's guns that take <laughs> magazines. And the guns where you've got to sit there and load up each individual one. Like a six shooter, yeah. No matter how many shots it holds, it's always insufficient. Because you shoot it and then it's done. I'll go through the system that I did because of all the guns I had, I made sure that everybody had a sidearm, a main weapon and a shock weapon. The sidearms were either like a six shooter or for the peasants, I had a one dart shooter that I give them this one dart shooter and go, that's your sidearm, that's your pistol. When you're on your last dart, use it on yourself. <laughs> and then I give them like, yeah, some regular gun, which had generally is a magazine loaded. But then I would give them like the ones that are just like, it's a shoot and forget, either a machine gun that unloads in your chain so you have to reload it or it's a grenade launcher. Because I also went into not just Nerf, but Busby. You're all Nerf, aren't you? I was all Nerf except for one, which wasn't Busby either. Which for those who haven't caught up, Busby is like a- It's the Hungry Jacks. It's the Hungry Jacks of Nerf. Yeah, that's actually a really good description. <laughs> yeah, Nerf is McDonald's. I had another one though that was kind of shaped like a football and it was a grenade. Oh yes. It had darts sticking out of it. And when it hit the ground, the darts would just explode out and shoot everywhere. It was the most coolest idea that I've never actually seen it explode, even though I'm pretty sure you threw it at the beginning of every battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very impractical and it's always completely disappointing, <laughs> but I still got to throw it every time. Because <laughs> it's the grenade. Because I would go in with, yeah, my grenade and I would just like throw it in the first thing. Boom, that's my shock. Because if you know anything about army guys, when they go into a room, they throw a flashbang and then they come in while everyone's in shock. So we were all in shock from the five darts hitting random areas of the room. Yeah. And then you could burst in and we don't know what to do. See, the dart thing, not that great, but I can always throw it at you. Exactly. <laughs> that works out fine. Yeah, and the guns you can actually hit people with. They make a great club. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, we had our main arms that was something that we could reload with magazines. Mm-hmm. And those who didn't had the Vulcans where you could change the chains out. Because we had an excessive amount of like magazines, like 30 or 40 magazines. You did. Which means that they can be plugged into anything. So you may yeah. as well just use the best gun. So as soon as you're like out of ammo, you drop the magazine. And I was just letting them drop to the floor, putting <laughs> in a new one. And <laughs> I didn't have time for anything. <laughs> oh, how great was it? Just to cut to the very end. <laughs> when it's all over the nerf war's over and the whole floor because the darts were orange when we did it the whole floor was orange we had covered the entire room in fact so many darts were flying it was you know how they say like oh the arrows blocked out the sun the light in the room was blocked out by orange <laughs> it was massive and then we just had to all get everyone to pick up darts <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's no longer fun just sitting there and reloading all the guns you would have been finding darts for like months oh. around that room I've moved a couple of times and anyone who has a Nerf collection knows that the last thing you take out of every house when you move out is a Nerf dart. (laughs) I don't care how much you look, they're always the last thing you take out. Now, I'm looking, I just saw a picture of the Mega Range. The Mega Range. See the, just at the bottom there? This thing? Oh, yes. That came out after we had our wars, but I saw it and I went, well, obviously I have to get it. It's a big dart. So So it's actually a bigger dart. Yeah, because the little darts are like a finger. Imagine like three or four fingers smushed together thickness and length of your full outstretched hand maybe they're a thick duck oh wow that but, seems cool you so got this one that shoot 24 I got the first one that came out which was a long barrel five shooter so I got it took it home first thing I had to do was shoot some stuff and then one of the darts went missing oh no it's a big dart how can it disappear <laughs> I have no idea where it is when I got my first nerf gun I only had the bullets for that gun and I was so anxious with them that's why I ended up getting those huge things because so you can just let it go. Yeah. Back in those days, there was just permanently nerf darts somewhere in the house. We would always find them laying around. <laughs> but it's great because at first, every time you shoot them, you have to take note of where they are. But then you get that 500. You know, I got a couple of those uh, boxes of extra darts too. And my theory then was, well, wherever they're going, if I just keep shooting them, eventually that spot will fill up <laughs> and no more will fit in there. So I won't lose anymore. To host a nerf war, you've got to have a healthy amount of darts. Yes. Because you know that every Everyone's going to fill up their cartridges when they leave to take their guns and just leave you to deal with all the ones that are stuck behind stuff. (laughs) Which is exactly how we dealt with it. We had everyone there just go, all right, just load your guns, load the cartridges you had so that that way you could leave with... I love that there wasn't the problem of you going, well, I need my darts back. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? No, that that was never happening. (laughs) I'd just drop everything and go, night, Ben. (laughs) I'm going to bed. I'll see you tomorrow morning when you're still picking through them. I was down for a crapshoot so long as I left with the same amount I came with I was happy and it did surprisingly get uh, picked up quickly well that did help tidy it up because then at least like people loading their own weapons back to like take them home you know everyone can honestly say that they picked up what they fired exactly they picked up the <laughs> same amount you're left with what you came with what do you make of these bow and arrow ones did you ever get that because no. I've seen those in toy stores and I'm like I don't know no I don't go for anything that's bow and arrow I want a gun <laughs> oh and I should point out nerf on the wikipedia page because we should probably reference that at least once specifically yeah. Specifically says that they don't call them guns, they call them blasters. Ah. Very clever, guys. Very, very clever. Because if you call it guns, you're gonna get all kinds of problems. But we all know they're guns. And Nerf Blaster is its own Wikipedia page. Why does Nerf Blaster and Nerf it's all got the same shit on it? Well, I'll tell you why, because there's also Nerf footballs, Nerf dog toys. Yeah, but a lot of this stuff, like it says like all the products, the end strike, the vortex and shit, like that was on the previous page. Oh yeah, this one is just repeating 
what was on the last page. But yeah, but it has less because now it doesn't have the football. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm just a- saying this is a useless page. Yeah, yeah, so this is the wiki review episode for Nerf and Nerf Blaster. It's, <laughs> it's the same fucking page. It is. It really and is. Ratings and everything apply. Uh, well, it has more pictures on the Nerf Blaster, so I'm happy with that. And I recognize these guns, so I'm fine. Though I did see this picture here. This is really cool. It's all the different types of darts that ah, they have. Except they haven't got to the large ones yet. Now, I dispute this. In fact, that's wrong. That is wrong. I see a Busby. Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, the top light blue one, I think it's called Twister. Is it? Yeah, that Twister. is not a Nerf dart. They've even got with the Busby one, the shotgun cartridge. Do you have one of those too with the... I don't have any Busby guns, but oh. I have seen them. That's the one that I was like, well, I couldn't Nerf do something like that. That is the coolest one. Busby came up with the idea of shotgun shells. So you put the dart in a shell. When you um, lever action it to reload, it shoots the expended shell out. So you go bang, and then you hear ting, 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 ting on the ground and you feel like a badass cowboy. <laughs> Except it's plastic, so you more hear a clack, 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 clack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still more badass than just, you know, shooting straight. It's a gun that you have to put the dart in the shell and it holds five. So once it's shot, you're not reloading that. You're not putting the darts back in a shell and the shell into the cartridge and the cartridge in the gun. But it's so cool. So yeah, this has got a bunch of different ones that aren't Nerf. Most guns would fit two different Nerf bullets. You'd either have the ones that fit in the magazine, which had a smaller tip, and then you had the ones that had a bigger tip, which went in your ones that had barrels and... Mm. Or your sucker front. Yeah, or your sucker fronts. Which I well. always loaded my Maverick, uh, which is my sidearm, the six-shooter. I always loaded that with uh, sucker fronts mm. because they hurt more. <laughs> <laughs> it's such stupid shit, but you got to make sure you do it right. And also the ones that went in barrels, they had a Velcro version as well. Yeah, because they'd have those targets that you could shoot and it would stick to it. And the discs as well, the green discs. Yes. They only did a limited range of that and stopped. Uh, the green ones with the glow in the dark, no, white ones with the glow in the dark ones, which I also got. Yes, I had glow in the dark discs. They were the ones that I would never use in battle because I was paranoid of losing them because I'm like, I'm not buying more glow in the dark. I bought a couple of extra ones. And the cartridge that you load the glow in the dark ones in has a light that you turn on inside the cartridge so they power up so they will glow when they shoot. Ha! That's awesome. Isn't that? But once again, more batteries. I think I remember that actually because I think I do have that gun that came with the glow in the dark ones, whichever Mm. one that was. And going back to the Nitron Vortex shooter, you're talking about the scope. The scope that comes on that one, it's not just a scope, it's battery powered that flashes lights. So I wanted to put it up as a distraction for you, like roll it out so you're like, oh my god there's flashing lights, what's (laughs) going on? And that would be my flashbang. I think it would take you longer to slide it across than it would confuse me for. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly like your grenade. Yeah, I know, right? But I feel cool. And then I come out with my lever action Busby gun dropping shells everywhere. Oh, and let me tell you about the very end of that battle because there was a great moment where everyone had shot everything. We'd shot everything and my people were just trying to pick scraps off of the ground while they're getting shot by your guys. You all eventually run out. That's when you pull out your Spectrum, I think it was this, yes. the pistol. And everyone else was like, oh, it's over. And you went, well, I have five darts. Fuck it. I'm jumping the fence. Yeah. You went over the barbed wire and you shot one person, two person, three person. And I stood there because I was out of ammo and I knew, hey, got to take my comeuppance. And I looked you dead in the eye and you looked dead in mine. You loaded and you shot, but you were out of ammo when you pointed <laughs> yeah. at me. But you did shoot five people that were on my team on the I way over to I was way too gun crazy and I can't count in those situations. Well, it's who puts five darts in a gun? Yeah. Six minimum. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, I like pointed at you and clicked and went, what the fuck? I only shot five times. <laughs> Like, Ben, shut up, Guff. (laughs) 
Yeah, I've forgotten the range. Like, I kind of want to go down to under my house now and have a look through all my Nerf guns. To so we see... can talk about the oddities. Yeah, to see what I have. Ben, let's put this out here right now. I wish to propose to you, Ben, an alliance. You and me versus, hey, listeners out there, do you have a Nerf collection? Do <laughs> you think you can beat Germany and Russia? Bring it. I want messages. I want someone to challenge us. We can find a neutral location or we will come to your house and fuck y'all shit up. <laughs> versus the humidor army. Yes. Oh, we have a flag. <laughs> but if we can fly Bear Dog in their house, like if we can get in there, shoot them back until we can put a flag up. Like see if Ali can do a version where he's got more of a scowl on his face and instead of a cigar, it's now a knife or something. <laughs> Just a bit more stubble. Yeah. Put a helmet on him. So yeah, we will we'll turn up with a flag and take you on and Nerf. Or if you've only got a couple of Nerf guns but you still want to be involved, hey, you can be a contingent. In fact, message in and try and pick a side. Who do you want? Do you want the highly elite trained Ben's army or do you want to be human cattle? Because <laughs> that's how I guarantee you I treat my soldiers. The first one grabs the rifle, the second one grabs the ammunition. When the first one falls, the second may then pick up the rifle. We'll have sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> there is no eating in our great communist land. Food is for the country, not for independence and individuality. No point in dying on a full stomach. That food could have gone to someone who's going to live. <laughs> I think my army's going to outnumber yours. Yeah, They're I don't like, know. If... I want the sandwiches. Yeah, I think everyone's going to go for a sandwich in a well-equipped army. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull the numbers I used to pull. Even you'll be on my side, like, sitting there eating a sandwich, going like, it was too good a deal. I love that you rush into the room. You're looking, everyone's like, where are they? Where are they? And then you turn around I'm behind you like, I don't know where they are, but... Mmm, mm, ham. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just seen another one here called the Rival, but it shoots balls. I want that. It is kind of cool. The balls will get lost more, but are the balls better or worse? And is this an older or newer Balls weapon? look fun. They do, don't they? I don't know what it is about them, but it's those little yellow balls. It looks more fun. I think it's just that it's fun to shoot different shaped things. Like if all we shot was the one kind of dart, it'd get boring. But we've got sucker darts, we've got discs. Now we can have some balls in there. I want to shoot balls in your face. I mean, I'm definitely asking for this to be pulled out of context, but balls make everything more fun. They do! <laughs> That's true, because if you're a man and you don't have balls, it's not as much fun as if you still had your balls. And if you're a woman, you can have some fun with some balls. If you're into men, hey, there's some balls there. And if you're not into men, there's some balls you can do horrible things to. I mean, all the best sports have balls. It's true. As long as you're just doing stupid athletics. It's not a game unless there's a ball. Yeah. Oh, and um, I like the idea of those because they're a ball, they bounce off things. Mm. So what else have they got here? End Strike Elite is probably where the home is. But since we've done it, They've got, yeah, this zombie stuff and there's like, there's a girl range too. Yeah, I remember the girl range. I saw that in the store. What's that called? The one you're on now. Rebella? Rebella. Let's have a look at the Rebella range. Oh, that's a good girl's name. Rebella. <laughs> oh. oh, wait. So if Garth's daughter is ever called Rebella, we know where it came from. Wait, that sounds like... No, that, that is a disease. <laughs> that's always... It's weird. As soon as you say it out loud, you just Re like Rebella. Because even like, I, had I a... can feel it ticking over in my <laughs> head. Wasn't I vaccinated against that girl? But this goes by... Remember I, I said like chlamydia is a great 
girl's name. Like, if it didn't mean what it meant, Chlamydia would be a really pretty name for a girl. I still stand by that. Rebella is a lovely name. Bella's a lovely name. What's wrong with Rebella? We have to be pronouncing that wrong, right? Well, it's Rebel, but Bella. Like, uh, because it's a girl's name. So, Rebella. The disease is Robella. I know. It's too close, though. Like, you can't say one without thinking of the other. Did they have this conversation in the marketing team? Like, well, you know what sounds like a disease? They're kids. They're stupid. It works well for girls named Rebecca and girls named Bella and Annabelle and all those ones. Unless it's just Rebel. The name isn't Bella. It's Bell. There's an E at the end, so I assume. Oh, that's cool. That one's designed to look like a handbag that also turns into a Nerf gun. Oh, no. I had one before that. I had a disguise Nerf gun. It was like you push a button and it flicks out and becomes... Did you have that? I had that as well, yeah. And it's like a torch? It's not great to fire with, but it looks cool popping out. It doesn't look like anything but a Nerf gun. It looks like a packed up Nerf gun. (laughs) But you better believe I fantasized about like, oh, Ben, I'm just coming into your house with my torch. Yeah, gotcha! (laughs) I remember that one used to chew up darts, though. And the handle wasn't steady. The whole thing, it was just crap. I do remember I had so many darts that I went through a point where I got all the damaged ones and threw them in the bin. I've done that too. Especially when it was wartime. I personally loaded every cartridge. I made sure every cartridge would roll. They had to be freshly packed so they weren't, like, squished darts. And I threw out all the ones that had been shredded. Yeah, because you don't want to get jammed up in battle. Wow, they have some really pretty guns here. See, they gone with the crossbow thing again, which, what's the point in the string? Does that actually release? I think that's the power of it, I guess. Because it just looks like a normal Nerf gun with a crossbow put on top for decoration. Yeah. I don't actually know how they work. Maybe we need to... YouTube? Yeah. Of course there are people who review Nerf on YouTube. How yeah, people it? review everything. We should do toy reviews. See, the string just sits there. It doesn't look like it does anything. But it's got a fire. Isn't that the thing when they pull the... What is it firing? Though? Or is it just decoration? That's stupid. I'm telling you, it's decoration. It's not doing anything. I mean, she might fire it again, but... Like, so now you see, it can be pulled back. Yeah, it's pulled back, but I think once it's pulled back, it just sits there. I don't think it... when they push the button, it might go forward. Doesn't that sound right? It's just that it's shooting something inside, so you can't see it actually... Like, the hammer's inside. Oh, no, she's pulling... Oh, seriously? It moves. So you don't need the actual string. She's just pulling back a piece of plastic, which is loading it. So the string is kind of useless. Well, no, the string allows... Oh, actually, you make a good point here. I don't know if the string has tension. No, the string doesn't need tension. The You can see that the bow, when you pull it back, the bow moves back with it. So there's tension. There's probably a spring inside that when you pull it back, it releases that tension. Yeah, it seems stupid. Yeah, I didn't like the bow and arrow ones from the beginning. It doesn't look like the bow bit's necessary. Yeah, and I, who wants that? You have to reload it every time. I want automatic fire. That's what I need. So this rapid red blaster looks pretty badass. Is that a battery or is that a kind of one? Like I think it's a uh, one shot reload. No, it's got a magazine in the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay, so no, no, no. This is one of those I can tell from the handle. It has two triggers. One trigger would be to turn the wheels on to make it spin and the other one to launch. This is a girly cartridge-fed barricade. I have two barricades. Oh, yeah. They fire 10 shots and they're battery-operated. They're not that great, though. They don't No, they suck. (laughs) And they're noisy, too. Yes. It's like a real, like, when you're firing it. When I had to pack up the boot, every time I get anything in there, you just hear, wrestle through them. You turn that one off. And then because I had my Tommy guns from Busby, they just turn on. You mm. put them down and they just turn on because of where the button is. So I'm driving. <laughs> is it just me or these 
girl Nerf bullets that are all like decorated fancy. Do they kind of look like tampons to you? That is totally what they look like. And I know that little girls aren't like gonna make that connection. I'm just saying mummy might put foam somewhere. <laughs> and you know what's great about these ones? I only know this because my niece has these kind of Nerfs because she's a girl. See how there's like that one dart holder thing? That allows you to see a secret message that's on the darts. You put the dart in this little holder and then you can like an x-ray see what the message is. Oh, what is the message? It depends on the dart. Did you see any of the messages? Yeah. Have you got an example of a message? It probably says something like love or something, you know, something girly. <laughs> if I was to guess. This is not a sanitary product. Yes. I assume that's what it says. I had one of those. Ah, the click booms. The, the just little one shot dart. I call it the noisy cricket in honor of men in black because it's tiny, but it yeah. shoots the hardest. It does shoot really hard. You're familiar with the Mandela effect? Yes. I swear with this toy, I've had something like that happen to me. I was loaning somebody a Nerf gun. I think it was my brother. And he's like, have you got any Nerf guns I can borrow? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. do I have any Nerf guns? <laughs> and he only wanted like a small one because he was using it as a prop. And I gave him like these little single shot ones. And I'm like, yeah, I've got these little like yellow and orange single shot ones. And I ended up getting into an argument with Shannon about it. Cause she's like, little, I don't, I don't remember those ones at all. Like you mean the little blue ones? Blue ones? Yes. This kind of blue. The picture is literally up on the screen. So you have no excuse for okay. like, it's about that size and it's blue. Uh, so you thought it looked like that, but was orange. I thought, yeah, I thought it looked like that, but it was like orange, like the Nerf color, the yellow and orange. And so I went through to prove Shannon wrong because I so vividly remembered remember. it because I remembered buying them. I remember looking at it because there were only very few guns that had the blue. There was the Raider, but not many others. And I got it out and I'm like, holy shit, it actually actually is blue. <laughs> so I'm going to say I didn't get that wrong. There's just a parallel dimension the where they have- The same dimension yeah. where Nelson Mandela died in prison is the yeah. same dimension where you had an orange Nerf? Nerf gun, yeah. And yeah, I just got a leftover memory from that. I didn't get it wrong at all. You sound perfectly sane. <laughs> yeah, so we're just having a look through the girly range. I've got to admit the zombie range is really disappointing because we're looking for practicality. You want just fire further, harder, bigger, faster. The zombie ones just have stuff chucked on them that's like a waste of time yeah like they're just the other ones with stuff added that doesn't help that one looks interesting it's oh the, a front feed the rip chain it's got a circular chain oh. that goes around it so it's like a vulcan but it's a circular well i suppose it doesn't really matter you can't use that in anything else and well, you can't change either take it out off the top it has to be circular because otherwise the weight won't hold we always had that with loading vulcans you have to be careful at loading it and then at the end when it falls off because the weight will mess up but they're just all like this one looks like a, a nail gun but it shoots nerf darts I remember I had the big blasters that would shoot like 30 darts in two seconds like the ones that you pump yeah that you pump up and I had one where it would just go and it would shoot 10 darts just instantly and another bigger one that would just do like a scatter blast because it had a huge barrel I had the yeah that one too where it goes and they're all gone and that was one of my shock troop weapons fire and forget I think my favorite though it was like a double barrel shotgun but it was six darts but you can shoot them all at once or you can shoot them two at a time and it was just something you get really close to someone because it fired them so hard that it couldn't go accurately but if you get within a meter of someone it hurts to hit them I've just seen this one the brain saw blaster it looks like a chainsaw well, yeah it's like a buzz saw with uh, the shooties are on the side oh there's where it shoots that's See what I mean? weird so the front thing I think spins around but like why would we care about that I did always want the nerf sword so I could like <laughs> do the lead into battle and also try and slice 
<laughs> the bullets out of the air Jedi Shut star. Up. You've told me that before. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I like the idea of you wanting to stand there while I shoot darts at you. <laughs> this is a plan I will go into. I've seen Star Wars. I can do it. I'll be like Jedi and you're like, we can't hit him. Oh my God. He's hitting the darts with his sword and they're ricocheting and hitting me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like knocking them back at you and taking out uh, your whole army. Guys, stop shooting. We're hurting ourselves too much. They got a nerf axe. Oh, that's just a problem waiting to happen, isn't it? That's awesome. I want an axe. We were saying that the buzzsaw, that mm. it's, who cares? There is one exception. It's the Airstrike Gatling gun. It's a chain fed one. It's by Airzone. It's not by Busby or that. Mm. And it has like, yeah, like the mini gun off Predator. Yeah. So the barrels spin around, but the darts come out the middle. They don't come through the barrels that spin. So I saw that. I'm like, oh my God, it spins and it shoots out. That's so cool. And then I saw the darts come out the middle. I'm like, oh, so the spinning doesn't do anything, but it looks so cool. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I get to pretend I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Predator. There are some guns that are just razzle-dazzle, but not any good. What about this one? That looks like it actually... Like a multiple... Oh, they're arrows. It fires Nerf arrows. Yeah, there you go. It has a I... scope. That's cool. I would have Nerf arrows. I mean, that's just something else now I could lose, mm. but... Yeah. yeah. It's weird all the things. Like, I kind of want the chainsaw and the axe and the one with the arrows. Not the other crossbows. The other crossbows are stupid. Yeah, but these ones with the actual arrows... Yeah, I want that. Oh my god, I think this episode has just cost me another thousand dollars. I agree. I think this has only one obvious conclusion, doesn't it? I mean, I'm scrolling down here just like mentally shopping. I'm salivating. I just realized I'm drooling. I mean, how cool does this little handgun look? Yeah. And all it is, is just one of those two-shot ones. But because of the way it's shaped, you go, that's a cool handgun. There was one up earlier that was a handgun that I saw similar to this one that I went, oh my god, I have to have that. There. Oh no, is, is it the same one? This one? No, no, to the left. That's this the same one. thing, isn't it? I think it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just facing the other way, so I thought it looked cooler. And this one's got tape around the handle. Oh, they both do. And it's not really tape. That's just plastic that's painted to look like tape. Ah, because this was just on someone's floor. I assumed that they had taped it. I didn't think it came like that. No, no, it does, because that's what all the zombie stuff does. Ah, uh, yeah, it does too. Because I'll admit, although I've stopped buying Nerf, every time I'm in a store that has Nerf and like Ali's looking at like something, I'm like, well, you're doing this. And she's like, yeah, I know where you'll be. Just go. <laughs> and she always has to drag me away. The hell is that? The Malum 3D printing modified HS top rail for Nerf zombie. 3D printing? I think someone added something on top of another Nerf gun. So this is someone doing uh, their personal mod, uh, which there are a lot of different mods you can do for making them more badass guns. There's a big thing where people will paint them and stuff. The hell is this? It looks like a shotgun with an axe at the front. Yeah. But not like a buzzsaw axe, like an axe axe. Like an axe axe, but it's pointed forward, not like down like you'd expect an axe head to do. I mean, I guess in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. That's why I don't like the zombie apocalypse stuff. Because it's like, well, this is all like, ooh, I'm pretending they're zombies. No, no, I'm shooting Ben in the face. Yeah, I don't need a stupid axe in my way. I'm not pretending. <laughs> <laughs> See, and there's a crowbar you can get. Is it really a crowbar? A Nerf zombie strike squad crowbar. It's just like the sword. It'd just be foam. There's the sword. Ooh. The Nerf thunder sword. Thunder sword. Thunder fury sword. Give me sight beyond sight. Yeah, that's what I was going to cut down the nerf bullets with. You're gonna be no match for me, man. No match for me. None at all. 
<laughs> I don't really care about the podcast anymore. This is awesome. Oh, I have that one. Which one? That one. I think I have that one. Yeah, the you sideways. You can reload it from both sides. So it goes and then Oh, does it shoot both ways? Oh, that's awesome. How outdated are you since we last had our nerf battle? Am I going to get creamed if I verse you again? No, I bought like one mega blaster and that's it. I'm pretty sure. Everything else is still old technology. <laughs> Although, did I have my... I think they're called Raidens. They're like the barricades, but instead of a revolution, it's a magazine fed. So I figured out those because they're magazine fed. I can have like... They're one handheld, mm. so I can have one in each hand and shoot at you. I don't think I ever got to use those on you, so that'll be good. I just saw this on here. Oh, that's a super soaker. So I was going to go, what the hell is that? Because they do make water pistols as well. And they do ones which do both. So there's a water pistol oh, and a dart shooter, but I think that's just a that's water just gun. That's a water gun. Yep. Don't give me a freaking water gun. I only want to shoot darts. Yeah, I haven't fired a water gun in years. I can't remember the last time I would have fired one. Yeah, I'd have to be outside. I might get wet. Can you just jump back up for a second? What's this cartridge thing? They're just down a little bit uh, to the left, the yellow one. Is but it like shooting silly string? Is that what that does? like it, doesn't it? Because it's like got a big thing on the side of it. I can't see what that is. What is the Nerf Zombie Strike Bio Squad Zombie Eraser ZR100? They never go half-assed with their names and I appreciate that. They do like lots of adjectives in there. See, they know what we want. Best attack position. Mid-range, up close with repellent. I think that's what that thing is. It shoots repellent, which I'm guessing is silly string. <laughs> so yeah, I'd get close to you and then just spray me with that shit. Yeah, no, there's no... Don't bring silly string into this. <laughs> Then at the end of the match, you're like reloading your silly string. <laughs> yeah, that's my silly string, not yours. This is nerf issue silly string. Hey, when you're done with that, I got some toothpaste I want back in the tube. Wow, these people have raided the usefulness. Oh, oh there's so many. I know. The other good thing too was that you could always mix and match and convert them. Yeah, you can take the stock off one, the barrel off another, and then you get all the little extra bits. Like I know that I went and got the laser pointer and all the little yeah. add-ons and the other target things. Did you get your accessories? Yes, and I even had on one a makeshift laser pointer. I spent ages lining it up and I had it with blue tack and tape and it was taped in spot and I'd have something where it would push down on the button and the laser pointer would be out and I spent ages lining it up so it would be perfectly lined to the gun. Because you need perfect accuracy for shooting nerf darts. You do. Well, I used to do the thing where I would set up the toilet paper rolls. I started like saving heaps of them and I would set them up all (laughs) over the house. That's cool. I'd even sometimes do it where I'd set it up in like different locations so I'd wander through the house and have to like hit the specific targets. Oh, that's cool. Which I have thought about this too. If we could create, I don't know, this would be nice so that we can get a lot of like different people involved. Do it like it's a video game. Like everyone else is involved, but we set up the house so it's like got boxes and stuff and like you're going through room after room and people will have different weapons and like you've got to shoot the people to get through. Basically like a video game, a first person shooter, but in real life. And that way different people can go through. That would be awesome to set up. It'd be fun to construct and then it'd be fun to play. I've also always wanted to construct a haunted house. Yeah? I've always thought that that would be fun. That does sound like you. Yeah. I'm not surprised you saying this. <laughs> it sounds like, if I had some spare time, I'd like to make a place that scares the shit out of people. Well, this is my reasoning, right? Because you've been to haunted houses before, haven't you? Yes. Like, at carnivals and shit like yes. that. They suck, don't they? Oh, yes. Doesn't it feel like if you put the effort in, you could actually make like the best one ever? Yes, absolutely. Just make things actually 
actually kind of scary. Rather than that usual when you walk out and you go, oh, that was it? Why did I pay money for that? The scariest thing in your haunted house shouldn't be like the jump scare of someone jumping out going, rah. Yeah, I hate that. It should feel like kind of unsettling when you go through it. Yes. There should be things, yeah, that you're not sure. Not this shock scare. What's going on? I want you to question reality. I've always thought like a good opening would be is if you could get one of those things where you show the mirrors, but it looks like there's ghosts walking in the mirrors and there's mirrors on either side of you. And so you're walking down this hallway and And you can see yourself in the mirror with ghosts all surrounding you. Oh, that would be cool. Creepy, creepy as. Uh, And that's just a start. That's just my warm ups. Mm. You'd have to have a guy who does like the introduction to the haunted house. And at the end of his introduction, like a chainsaw comes through his body. (gasps) Yes. And he's like, ah, move on. Get out of here. Save yourselves. <laughs> See, that would be awesome. Stuff like that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You could have rooms of like zombies and stuff like that. Yes. Where it's like you get like a warning going, just walk through the zombies. They shouldn't notice you so long as you don't make commotion. Ooh. And you're just walking and there's shoulder to shoulder with zombies that will bump into you and stuff like that. And it's mm. people dressed as zombies. And just towards the end of the room before you leave, they have a tripwire or something that it like makes some cans fall down or something. Yeah. So all the zombies who have just been ignoring them, suddenly everyone, when they hear the can, just stop Mm. and turn. All Mm. in unison. And yeah, you see that person run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, the can's... Like just to have a room for like Imagine there's like 30 people playing zombies And all at once just stop and look at you Would you do that though if I told you that there was Like I had a really good haunted house Like this is actually like legit It will probably fuck with you and scare you Would you be in? Yeah let's do it Bring it Yeah I've always wanted to do that Go to a haunted house where I walk out going Okay that legitimately scared me That was worth it Because it's a hard thing to do when you know It's the same as like getting up on stage as a stand up comedian The premise is you're going to try and make me laugh We're going here because they're going to try and scare me. So it's the hardest audience to get through. If they were expecting it to be tea time, like it was going to be a, like my little pony house and then it's zombies and like chainsaws. That's an easy scare. Those little girls aren't sleeping tonight. I would love access to like holograms and shit like this, like a full big budget. Cause imagine like having a room where like when you're walking into it, when you first come in, there's like a little girl who's just like crying in the corner, holding her teddy bear. And then she like looks at you with like no eyes. Like, you know, those black like oh they look up and then there's like yeah the eyes have been like pulled out or they're sewn shut and then she just disappears oh and you've got to walk through that room oh just like messed up like creepy mm. stuff what was the movie it might have been a cartoon but they enter the hotter house the front door locks and then you see the bottom like the floor starts to disappear coming towards you like it's revealing a big dangerous pit underneath and then everyone's like freaking out and scared it might have been that cartoon Doug <laughs> But then it turns out that the floor is actually glass. So you can walk across it, but you can't see the glass. So you just see this pit you're about to fall into. That'd be a cool effect. So if you could do that, so everyone like freaks out. Because, oh my God, we're losing the floor. And they're all climbing on things. And then eventually, oh, oh, you can walk across it. But then still have bits that make it like uh, wobbly. So you're like, oh, it's glass. We're fine. And the second you start walking, oh my God, I nearly died. Or as it falls, like the ground has like this little drop that it can make by like a couple of inches. Like it's technically a staircase kind of thing. Yeah. So as it 
it's like falling down, you actually have a few seconds where you start to fall. And you're like, oh, that would be a good starting thing to get people's like adrenaline going because then you prime them to be scared. It's like with stand up. If you have a good opening joke, then you've it's primed them. They know to laugh at you now. Exactly. You've given them the confidence that you are going to deliver something beyond what they can handle. Which I have been thinking of stand up quite a lot recently because I'm getting back up and doing it. Oh, hey, <laughs> woo, go Ben. Very proud because you're a talented man and you've been off the stage too long. And I would tell you people when the gig is, but by the time this episode comes out, that's redundant. It's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll work on something like this. We'll yeah. figure this out. I will be uh, getting into some stand up soon, but that's good that you do it. You're dusting off the old jokes. Yeah. You got something new, maybe? I do have some newish stuff, but there is going to be padding of a lot more of stuff that I know works. The classics. The classics. Because when I came back after years off, you don't realize it until you actually analyze your jokes, but things date. (laughs) That's what I went through. I had things that I was referring to in my set and I'm like, I don't know if I can really say that. At one stage, I had a joke about the world ending in 2012. (laughs) Do you think I can still do it? Is it still apt? Last weekend, Ali had the music channels on on the Foxtels and it said retro weekend all songs from 2011 retro 2011 yeah and boy did I feel old (laughs) oh my god also because I've never heard any of this music (laughs) I don't keep up to it so 2012 that's retro now Ben that's a retro joke so yeah that is a retro joke well no next year it will be retro yeah now (laughs) now 2011 is retro yeah so have you found a few that you've because there are some jokes that are timeless and you've got a lot of those I'm trying to think of like jokes that I, I've been unsure about that I'm not putting in my act because the dating. Yeah. One I thought of was a reference that I have to emos. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Emos still exist. They're just not a thing anymore. Because the joke that I have for that, like, you know the joke, but I'll tell them the joke. Like, I've been trying to give up smoking recently, and I've been having trouble getting over the stress that comes along with that. So I had a look how emos relieve their stress, and they do cutting where they cut themselves. So I thought I'd try this. So I tried cutting some emos. There we go. There you go. Now, people still cut themselves, so you just have to update your reference. Who's cutting themselves these days? But this is where it gets tricky, because it's girls with serious self-esteem issues. Probably don't say that one on stage. Yeah, emos was a lot more funny, because they were just sad kids. Yeah, well, everyone was allowed to make fun of the the emos, because they did it to themselves. That's your fault. Emos were usually sad rich kids. Yeah, they were kids who made themselves sad. They weren't actually sad. They had no reason to be sad, but they wanted to claim that they were sad. Yeah, because they listen to a lot of Linkin Park. Oh my god, I remember. I'm so old that I had a joke about goths. <laughs> That's the pre-emos. Pre-emos. And I told that joke one night and had a woman yell out, It's emo, stupid! Because uh, you needed it to be goth too, because it was Garth the goth. Like, yes, it's yes. an alliteration. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> uh, the other reference that I have, though, that I'm a bit iffy about is the movie The Ring. Uh, now, yes, I'm aware of this joke. And now, for those of you who don't remember, let's just go... Uh, we won't necessarily tell the joke. The movie was based on the concept that if you watch this VHS tape. (laughs) Yes, that's how old the joke is. The movie came out in 2002. Which is like the very, like technically you shouldn't even have VH tapes then. And I will say, it's not like I wrote this joke when the movie came out either. Like the movie was at least a little dated. I think the sequel had even come out by the time I ran the joke. Which it's a really good joke. Yeah. And it's just a shame that it has to be attached to that. Was it you who said that like if you, to update it now, if someone said, here's this tape, you have to show it to someone else or they'll die.
die, it'd be easier to find a time machine yeah. to go back in time where a VHS machine is than it is to find a VHS machine. The biggest stress is how is anyone going to watch this? I could give it to anyone, but who has a VHS tape player anymore? I don't have VCRs. No, they don't exist. It's not a thing. But I had that moment when I pulled out because I, when I came back and like dusting off the jokes and I remember I had my lovely Twilight joke. <laughs> Oh my god, Twilight. How old's that movie now? Like, that's a while. The series ended, I think, ten years ago. No, shut the fuck up. The se- but there's like six or seven movies. So they started in like 2000-ish, and then they went for a decade. So I got up on stage and went, any fans of Twilight in here? Or should I have asked that like ten years ago? And everyone lost their mind at that because they managed to see me realize on stage <laughs> what I just said. And the reaction was just like, fan of Twilight? Who's a fan of Twilight? What is this, 2000? 2005. <laughs> Whereas I used to do that back in the day and you'd get a room full of women going, woo, Twilight! <laughs> Though the bit that I'm probably most concerned about is that whole rant that I had of like, what's the deal with this George W. Bush? Clearly the worst president there will ever be in history. <laughs> I thought I would have had that one for a little while. Well, I mean, you did get to use it twice. I mean, first you used it in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to use it at the end of the, the millennium. So you got, you got your mind. Mileage, all right, move on. But I got this new bit about aeroplane food. <laughs> oh, when it drops, man. When it drops. <laughs> Are you getting back into this because you finished your acting classes? Well, I guess it is all sort of kind of connected. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to do more things. Because there was a dude in my acting class who was all like, I've started doing stand-up comedy. This makes a lot of sense to me now. The competitive nature we share. Oh, you're a new comedian, are you? Think you know how to be funny, do you? Going to a gig, are you? And this is what bugged me is because I don't do stand-up comedy anymore. Well, I do now. You're going to. I'm going to. We're currently recording in the in-between period. Yeah. Where you weren't, but you're going to. But he was sort of known as the stand-up comedian (gasps) in the group. Yes. I actually remember being at, I think it was at Mickey Flykick's place and he was having a gathering with some people over and he was talking about a gig that he got that was good or he thought was a big deal. And he's like, oh, here I am bragging about it in front of like six comedians. And I instantly turned my head and started counting the comedians to see if I came up. And I didn't come up, Garth. There were seven of us there and they were all comedians and you weren't counted. I I wasn't counted. I was just like, oh my God. He doesn't count me as a stand-up comedian. He's never seen me do stand-up comedy. Which, by definition, right? And that kind of irks me because for many years of my life, being a stand-up comedian was part of my... That was your identity, yeah. Yeah, part of my identity. It's how I identified. Now I'm just, what, a podcaster? I guess. That's, yeah, that's not worth bragging about. Yeah, you d- try not to mention that. That's, yeah. that's not how you make friends. Yeah, people were impressed by stand-up comedy. Mm. When you say podcast, they go, oh. Mm. And yeah, it does bring up the, well, how long between gigs and still be considered a comedian, a stand-up comedian. There's a Mm. graph someone could show us. I don't know. I'd say I'm back there. Once you've signed up for a gig, you're a stand-up comedian. All right. They're letting me up. (laughs) Hey, I'm not a stand-up comedian because I haven't got any gigs booked. (laughs) That's good that you're getting back into it. So just all your old jokes to start with, get the dust off. Uh, Have you got some new jokes that you... Yeah, I have some new jokes that I want to try. I've been going over like my act and things that I want to say and stuff because I have a few new ones I want to sprinkle in there. Okay. I have one particular 
particular new one that I want to really put in there. But I'll leave that for if you happen to have seen me or see me in the future. Don't burn it on a podcast, Jesus. <laughs> I just burnt the classic that was the emo joke, though. <laughs> well, now you can't use it. This is what we should do. We should go through all our old jokes, see what doesn't work anymore, and just put it on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you guys can understand the concept of a retro joke, and you'd be like, oh, I could see how that was funny if it was told at that time. But you don't get to do that in clubs. I think once I get settled, I might put my old act oh. up there somewhere because yeah, I'm not going to use some of those jokes anymore. Why not? Yeah. It shows how long you've been around. It shows that at some point in the past, at least once, people laughed at things you said. And it's recorded at a comedy club that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> No, but yeah, I did finish my acting class. And although I want to say no, like finishing the acting class didn't have anything to do with me starting stand-up. It lined up pretty... I figured, like, because I'm doing a similar thing with my improv. So I just figured, like, yeah, you finish the class and you're like, assign time to your week to do something. And now it's over. You're like, well, I got to do something else with that time. I've cleared my schedule for it. And plus doing the acting thing, that was a good confidence boost for me. Yeah, I'll bet so. Because I know I've gone on about how we did the monologues. I don't think you tell us the official final one you did? You told us that you did it like as an argument? No, I did the argument. No, I did mine as the man who couldn't dance. Oh. Very unprofessional, Ben. Recording, we'll call you back. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he just I'm added. a cunt. <laughs> Um, yeah, your monologue. So you didn't, because I thought uh, last No, I time, went through that I went, that I did my monologue. You did. And um, yeah, you had someone come up and be the person that you had to do it to. And yes, then you had yes, to hold I'm a doing, baby. And I had to hold a sweater baby. Sweater baby. That's right. Yeah. You remember the whole thing. Yes, I do now. Yes. Yeah. If you're not catching up at this point, go listen to the Damascus goat episode. That'll have it in there. That'll fill you in on everything. So <clears> what <throat> happened after your monologue? We get through all the monologues and then they give us scenes. Ooh. Was your scene an offensive affront to you again? No, actually, I think mine was a good one. Oh, nice. Well, you know how we went through uh, Mary from the last one? Yes. The one who was doing it with her mother? Yes. Uh, Hazel. Yes. Her Hazel, Hazel and Mary, yes. Yes. So I got paired with Mary in that one, and she was my sister who had cancer. And cancer's always a great acting scene. I'm just like, fucking actors, of course there's cancer. Yeah, as soon as I'm like, I get the one with cancer, that's like Oscar stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing you can submit to the Cannes Film Festival, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, so when I found out I had cancer, obviously I was happy. Everyone's happy when they find out they have cancer. And there's also a thing that, like, doing a scene with a girl, it makes it feel that more legitimate, like, this is a serious piece. Yes. I don't know why, but that whole, like, male-female dynamic. dynamic. Well, it means that, like, because in real life, if it was a male who had cancer, like, harden up, buddy, you know, mm. punch him on the shoulder. You'd be all right. Walk it off <laughs> But it's a girl Like Oh you poor thing I really feel for you But also Not only did I get That scene The teacher Actually stopped me Before I left the class And she said A sentence to me That you would never think That I would hear You having worked with me Yes Hey Ben Are you okay With doing Another scene With this other guy um, Give me a name George George Are you okay Doing a scene With George Because you're so good At learning lines Wow <laughs> Well, now I'm just questioning your teacher's uh, judgment. I know, right? Like, this does, are you sure you're actually learning stuff from this person? They don't sound <laughs> like they're qualified. For the background on this, Ben writes a script. He gives me the script and says, make sure you've learnt this by the time that we record. I rock up having learnt the script to find out that the guy who wrote it doesn't remember it. No, not at all. <laughs> and it turns out writing scripts don't help you memorise them. Oh, I'm terrible at learning lines. So this is really good. Hey, progress. That's yeah. your money. Whatever you paid for it, it's worth it that you got that out of it. Oh, yeah. I crushed my monologue. I did that really well. 
because there were some people who haven't done much performing, if any. So it did actually seem like kind of an amateurish class. So there was the feeling that I already had like experience on stage and a stage presence already. So learning something and giving a speech, I'm not getting nervous about that. That's entry level. Because I've done stand up. That is the most brutal form of performing out there. I don't care what anyone says. Stand up is fucking mm. the hardest. It's just you by yourself and a room full of judgment. And they will judge you quite openly while you do it. No one heckles you when you're doing a play. And if they do, they get kicked out. Yeah. They, and everyone thinks that's really uncool. Whereas a lot of places did it acceptable to just yell random drunken things at them. Some gigs that I've every single time I've done them, that's all it is. You're just there for drunks to yell stuff at. And I've had some painful gigs. I've lived through that. I understand it. <laughs> and it's hardened your soul. Although I did have like after the class had wrapped up and we were all leaving, I got to talk to Frank because oh, yep. he had parked his car near me. Yes. And if you remember Frank from the previous episode, he's the one who red zoned. He didn't want to do his monologue. <sighs> he went into the red zone. Yes. There's the green zone, which means you're cool. Orange zone means you're pushing yourself. But you're but personally you're- making an effort to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And red zone is no. nope, don't want to do it. Triggered, safe space, etc. So he was triggered and couldn't do his monologue. But the next week he did actually get up and do it. Oh, good. And he's a little bit of a soft speaker, but he did get through it. And there was a bit where he was actually a bit animated and good. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice when you get to see that small little <laughs> victory. Like, that's a big step to overcome. Yeah. So as I'm walking back, he's sort of like, because I'm the polar opposite where I was doing scenes where I was like yelling and screaming. Because my other scene that I did with George was from the movie Sideways. Okay. You heard of it? Is that the um, one where the, the train and the split the two? Um, no, it's not Gwyneth Paltrow? No, no, no. You're thinking of Sliding Doors. Yeah. Sideways, Sliding Doors. I see what I did there. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sideways is... Because the doors slide sideways. It's got Paul Giamatti, if you know who he is. It's about two guys who are going on like a box party thing, but he's taken his buddy on like a wine tour. Okay. No, I haven't seen it, but it sounds like something. I, I can understand. It's mm. like a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Okay, then yeah, yeah. And so I got to be like the artsy guy who's taking the dude out on the wine tour. And in the scene, I found out that my ex-girlfriend got remarried. And I didn't watch the movie because I didn't want Paul Giamatti fucking with what I had planned because I knew straight from the beginning what I wanted to do. Because my other scene was like, oh, cancer, solemn, like poor sister, Mm. I'm going to (laughs) miss you. (laughs) Finally, you're given the golden ticket. This is what you've been looking for, the out. So I went like full out on it. I swung for the walls. There were a few lines in there that I was literally screaming in the other guy's face. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because I knew that like for a lot of the people in the class, projection and being like big was a problem. And I'm just like, nah, I'm going to see how big that I can do this. (laughs) Test your limits. Exactly. Because there was one line in there, not even a whole line, a part of a line, which was where he's ranting about how she's marrying this guy. And he's like, and it's Tony fucking Levin. And I thought, I am going to hit that name with so much fucking volume that it's got to hurt my throat. Nice. If it doesn't hurt my throat, I didn't do it hard enough. Throw it out. Yes. Yeah. And I did. In the performance, I almost went a little hoarse towards the end. Oh, nice. Because I just like went for the absolute scream. Like, I hate that Tony fucking Levin dude. (laughs) 
And so that was fun. So I got to do my solemn acting cancer scene and my fun scene. Yes. Which is good. Because then you got to do the, the acting thing, but then you got to do your thing as well. Which yeah. Is, that's always good. So I was very happy with that. And yeah, as I was saying, like, because I was walking with Frank to the car, because he was actually asking about the monologue and he was going like, hey, when you got yours up, like, I got up and my vision went blurry before I said it and I thought I was going to fall over. Oh. Does that happen to you? And oh, I'm like, no, no, dude, no. Oh, that poor guy. And then the thing, because he actually genuinely complimented me. He said, like, man, you're you're really good at this. You've got, like, a great charisma to you. Like, all the Keep activities coming, you do. Keep it coming, butter me up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And I felt bad because I was actually trying to think like, well, you're the red zone guy. So how do I compliment red but zone how guy? Do you, how do you give it back? What kind of, hey, chin up, big fella. You'll get him next time. <laughs> That's like the most prick thing you can say. <laughs> no, I went with that he had a very natural delivery. And I actually think he has an interesting look to him where I think he could be mm. like an actor. He's definitely good. Like when, if you saw him, you could think like actor okay. very quickly. Character or because um, he's good looking? Um, no, he just looks like an actor type. Like, you know, someone who when you see them, you're like, that's either an actor or a drama teacher. Uh, yes. Yes, I know exactly. This person mean. does something artsy sometimes. Yes. Yes, yeah. I get you. So he has that look to him, but he's just like a bit timid. And I was just like, so you have got like a good like vibe to you. Like, you just got to get over those nerves and you'll be fine. And there was also part of me that was thinking like, because he's 19. Yes. Right. And so I'm like doing the math in my head and... And during my acting classes, I never really admitted my age. I look Look, younger than I actually am. Yeah, you got a baby face. Yeah, I tend to get away with it. And you'll notice that since I've been doing the acting classes, you know how I used to like always rock my beard? Yeah, it's gone now. That's been gone because of the acting classes. That got shaved off as soon as I found out half the class was 19. (laughs) You're trying to just, I just want to fit in. Oh, so I'm talking to like 19 year old Frank here. And I just feel like going, dude, you know, I've been getting up on stage since you were five years old i would not stress about it too much like (laughs) it'll come it's fine (laughs) i've given up trying to figure out how old people are they could be my age they could be 18 or they could be 53 Mm. i don't know anymore i just treat everyone that they're the same age as me that's how i approach everything did we give the stand-up comedian guy did we give him a fake name yet uh i don't think so gerald (laughs) gerald gerald is the stand-up comedian (laughs) (laughs) gerald yeah yeah i'll take that i'll take that. Yeah. Okay, so um, he I thought was funny because he looks a bit older than me and there was a moment where I felt really young because he was saying something about a meme and he looked at me and said, I wish they had memes around when I was your age. And he looks like late 30s. Ouch. So I don't know how old he thinks I look. Yeah, like where are you putting me? Because I have the same thing too where people find out how old I am and they sort of like have that, yeah, the double take like, wait, what? No, no, I've been treating you like you're a young dumbass. Now that I know you're that why do you act the way you do? <laughs> Why do you have so many Nerf guns? Yeah, this does not add up at all. <laughs> but I love the idea of this guy getting his wish of just sitting at home going like, I wish I was the same age as Ben. And then he wakes up and he's like three years younger. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how you waste a wish. Yeah, you should have wished to be the same age as Frank. But he actually did a scene from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, excellent. Oh, which was good. That was the highlight of the thing when they're handing out the scripts as soon as like everyone's reading what they have and he's like I have dumb and dumber damn it 
I was just looking forward to watching that. I had my cancer scene. I was going for like Oscar material. Yeah, you're in a different zone. Yeah, I was in a different realm. Because I actually did want to do more dramatic stuff. Which, fair enough. Hey, and if you look at it, comedy doesn't win Oscars. Jim Carrey doesn't get an Oscar. He might get a Golden Globe, okay? <laughs> but we're reaching for the moon here. <laughs> and it was also... Remember Gail from previous episode? Yes. Boy's name in this context, so it was a girl's name. So, yeah, because Gail was the one who I was talking to in my monologue. Ah, oh, yes, yes. So Gail and was it Gerald? Yes. Yeah, Gail and Gerald did the scene from Dumb and Dumber. Gail was Jim Carrey and Gerald was Jeff Daniels. Okay. Are you keeping up? Yes, yes, I am. Sorry, everyone at home. I'm a little slow. <clears throat> and I will say this about Gail. Even though he's 19, I liked the dude. He's actually really funny and he goes quite brave with his performances. When he was playing Jim Carrey, he put the energy into it like it's Jim Carrey. It's the scene after Jim Carrey gets robbed by that old lady who steals uh, yeah. all these groceries and, and he comes I home. I didn't even see See it coming! Yes, that scene. Thank you. And the bird's dead as well. That's right. <laughs> and so they did that scene and yeah, Gail just like absolutely went for it. Came in first thing, just collapsed onto the floor in a completely like Jim Carrey thing. Oh, excellent. And he didn't do the voice, but he did do... The actions. Like the actions and stuff like that. And it was really good. So I thought he was good. He has a future. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to keep oh. our claws on this kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny that you say, was it Frank was the nervous one? Yes. Yeah, because... With a lot of the improv classes that I did, the beginner ones, you do see that with the, like you said, a lot of people, they're not, haven't been on stage before. This is just something, you know, I'll try an acting class. I'll try an improv class. There was this girl and she had this accent. It's an accent I search for. This was the second time I've ever heard it. It's a French accent, but it's a French person who's lived in England for a while. So it's English and French from one to the other, sometimes simultaneously. I love it because I can't reproduce it. Imagine a Cockney who occasionally says Parisian things. It's so insane. The only time I've ever heard it before, I was watching a cooking show and it was a chef, a French lady who moved. I've never heard a guy with this accent. It was the most, I love this accent. When I watched the show, everyone shut up when this person's talking. I need to hear this. So this girl comes into the class and she's crying and she's like trying not to cry. And she's so nervous just to be in the class. Oh, wow. And then she starts talking and I'm like, oh my God, the accent. <gasps> this is going to be the greatest class ever. I'm going to listen to everything she says. I, I'm not going to understand what she's saying. I'm just going to hear that accent. And this is, I'm going to get that accent down. And she left after the introduction because there was oh. too much for it. And I just wanted to chase it down. Like, please come back. I promise you, doesn't matter how nervous you are. I will listen and love everything you say. Cause that accent is, ah, oh! if anyone out there is French and lived in England for a while and has that accent, please make contact with me. You could be the third on wiki review. Yes. In fact, we'll get rid of Ben. (laughs) I would probably agree to that, actually. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, I'm just hypnotized by that voice. (laughs) I just, wow. Like, you won't even be on it anymore. You'd just be sitting there just, like, staring at it the whole time, just Just listening to the voice. And what else happened? Then what happened? Some people do have mesmerizing accents. Like, the one that I do find mesmerizing is when you see a black person with an English accent. Throws you, doesn't it? It always throws me off. And for some reason, I just, I think it's cool. But it's also the nicest. Because remember Chris Daniel? Yeah, he yeah. was awesome. He 
was awesome. And he was a big black guy. So this is an old comedian. He's passed away. God rest his soul. He's a wonderful guy. But he was the cheerfulest, lovely guy. He looks just like DJ Carl Cox. If you know who that is, <laughs> uh, he looks exactly like him. And that's the, the black guy. You see him, you go, like, we might be in a bit of trouble here. He's a big, bald-headed, fat black guy. And he's like, hey, how you going, brother? <laughs> like, oh, he's a party guy. <laughs> Everything's going to work out. <laughs> it's gonna, It's fine. He's English. Like, that makes a difference. He used to look like a really fat Wendell Saylor. Wendell Saylor after he's eaten George Gregan for breakfast. That was his joke, yeah. That was his joke. And this is also dating it. Because who knows who Wendell Saylor is anymore? <laughs> That's true. And even more so, who the hell knows who George Gregan is? And he's- you're ripping off some dead comedian's material. <laughs> well, he's not using it. <laughs> but I mean, even if he was alive, he wouldn't still be using that joke. He would have updated it to more relevant people who still exist. People who aren't rugby users. Union players. That's already a demographic that you've shrunk it down to. I'm still telling my Y2K joke. Hey, it's still relevant. It'll come back around. Only 81 more years. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did have that with a lot of the beginner improv classes where you get the people who are new and they just, they completely freak out because you do get nervous with things, but it gives you the perspective of how far you've come. Wow, these people are like losing their mind. I guess I'm not that bad. See, I couldn't imagine when I was getting up in front of those people to act getting nervous at all. I'm just fine. Like I was always the guy putting like my hand up to go first because that was even when we were doing the scenes because they paired people off together. So Frank was paired with Jess, which if you remember from our last episode was kind of the shy girl in the group. So they both were very shy in their scene. Oh, that's a shy scene. Ah, yeah. And when you go through it, you perform the scene, you get some direction, you perform it again. Mm. The first time they did it, couldn't hear a word they were saying. Oh, the poor thing. Which I could sort of see a logic to the pairings then. Yes, so that someone doesn't overpower the other. Yes. But also you could like help bring them out. Mm. It's one of those one of the others, I suppose. If I had gotten Frank or Jess, I might have been a little bummed out. Which we've all had that where you go, oh, it's that person. For this, oh. But as you get further along, you learn how you can sort of help them, I guess. Because I did think Mary was a good one because I thought, well, her mother's here, so she'll make sure she does her homework. (laughs) But I also wouldn't have mind doing one with Hazel, which was her mother, which because I feel that she would have brought it. She's in it. She's so in it. She made her daughter go in it too. Which Uh, the whole mature age student thing. They really understand the material. But with the projection thing, because that is something that, yeah, I did notice that when I started doing these classes that some people don't project. And I've never had that problem, not because of being on stage. I'm just a loud person. You are a very loud person. I've edited you in a podcast. I know you're a loud person. (laughs) I'm one of those people who's always told to be quiet because it's just inappropriately loud. I don't mean to. I can't help it. It just sort of happens. It comes from being on a farm where the only way to talk to people who are deaf and at the other end of an 18 acre property is to scream your ass off. So that's just normal to me. Whenever we're shooting something, I am way more concerned about my sound than your sound because your sound just happens. <laughs> it's fine. You you do project your voice very well and you're very loud. So there are times where it's like, well, I'll put the microphone closer to me. And then afterwards I'm looking at the audio file and yours is still louder than mine. I'm just like, what the fuck? How did that even happen? <laughs> do I just have it next to my lips? I'll hold the microphone. You stand on the other end of the room. Now it's even. Go outside, shut the door. The downside to it is that I can't not. I can only project. If you need someone to whisper, like I'm really bad at whispering in a club. Hey Ben, I think I shat my pants. 
But don't tell anyone, it's a secret. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of projection, we should probably talk about the Wikipedia page for Nerf a bit more. Uh, we tend to get sidetracked. Where did we even leave off? We started- We looked at Rubella. Rubella. I think that's where we ended. No, we were talking about zombie stuff. Oh, that's right. We, no, we have, we've gone through the- We're actually on the Nerf Blaster page right now. That's not what the page we're actually covering. That's the, we're not even the on the right page. Because there's also the end strike. I want to have a quick Google of this. Because okay. that's what we... I that, think that's what we got. We had this whole range. End strike is where the, the money's at for practical, tactical, shooting people. It's all about <laughs> result. Oh my God, look at the... Yeah, you went straight to it too. The Titan Blaster. I want that. Is that a double drum? That's a double drum! They have a video. Oh, mate. It's like a Vulcan, but now it takes drums. It's combining the Vulcan and the Stampede together. To make one super gun. Oh, I'm going to shoot drum. so bad with that. I hate how they say like eight and up. It makes me feel like I shouldn't be buying all these. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say. Buying Nerf. I'm sure you had this same problem too because you had to go find the specific guns you wanted because different places had different stuff. I'd call up these shopping centers or these shops and go, hey, just wanted to check if you have this particular Nerf gun. And I'd always have this woman on the other end go, oh yeah, yeah, we've got Nerf here. I tell you, every little boy in Brisbane must have one of those guns. And I'm like, yeah, kids, right? In fact, when I was at Toys R Us scoping out the range, as you know, I tend to do, this woman came up and was looking at them like for a kid and so I had to impart my wisdom onto her. <laughs> like, oh, it's his first gun? Oh, well, you want to make sure you get a cartridge feed because that way you can get bigger cartridges to put it in and they can all interconnect. No, 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 you don't want this one because they've got the rolling pins. You want the one that has battery powered and it shoots from the back. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so cool. And she's probably like, why is this man mansplaining nerf to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on those times where I felt self-conscious, I would also chuck in my trolley some wrapping paper and a birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> like saying, you're eight today. You're, uh, yeah. So if I know kids that are eight, I'm completely prepared for their birthdays now. I've got cards for days. <laughs> Expect a card. Yeah. I might put a 20 in it. Any of the people I know when your kids turn eight, prepare for a card. Hey, well, in five years time, I'm going to hit you up for my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need an eight-year-old card and this is the place I go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben, you just have a little rack out the front yeah. with all your cards on it. Well, it had to be eight because it says eight and up. Yeah, that's so as soon as you get eight, rite of passage, mm -hmm. you're now officially old enough to have a Nerf gun. Here's your gun. Yeah, if I bought one that was like seven, then they would just be like, no, you can't give them this. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Oh, I know this. I remember I had the hail fire. I have that too. What does it fit like six magazines into it and yeah. then rotate round? So for you guys at home, it's like, imagine a merry-go-round of cartridges. I figured out that you can put the 20 cartridges in there, but also you can alternate with drums. Yes, I would do that. I'd put a drum in it first and drop it out because it would make it too heavy and then rotate it round for the magazines. Yes. Oh, you just have to make it balanced. As long mm. as there's a drum on the other side, it'll rotate. It has to be a balanced weight. The problem with the hail fire is that you have to fire it parallel to the ground. Yes. Or it doesn't work. And the way it changes, like, because there's a handle on top that you hold it with, but that's also the handle that moves the cartridges around it's really weird yeah it's kind of clunky to use in battle but mm. you don't have to reload it because it just keeps firing and firing and, and like, you can actually reload it while firing yeah so you went the same thing you saw that it was this carousel of cartridges and went obviously i need to own this yeah that was one of the last guns that i bought too that was one that made me stop and go 
what, Garth, just, you need to think before you purchase. There was no decision. It was, no, I have to own it. Look at it. Because I keep going down the list and be like, ooh, I have that one. Ooh, I have that one. <laughs> Me too. So there's the Spectre, though it's painted different and called something different, but that's a Spectre. Yeah, that's a Spectre. It has the bullets on the outside. There's a new kind of Maverick and that's it, I guess. Which when they do the new ones, it comes through. The Maverick was a good standard pistol, though. It worked well. It was easy to load and click and lock and load and shoot. And you could put it in a pocket and because it was barrel heavy, it would stay in the pocket. That was one of my favorite guns. It was one of the cheapest and the simplest, but one of the most effective. You can pick any dart off the ground and pile it in and shoot it. That's why I made it my uh, good guy's sidearm. All right, we might have to wrap up before we make this like a four hour episode. I know, we're going a little too far with the nerf. All right, so now let's go back because we went way off. So I'm onto the Wikipedia page for nerf. Oh, by the way, they also have like things that aren't guns. Like laser tag and... Well, that's guns. Okay, um, super... uh, Nerf dog. Nerf dog. It's like a rubber ball. Okay, we covered the non-gun part. We can stop now. And they had a video (laughs) game, but we we probably don't need to cover that because it was completely crap and nobody liked it and nobody played it. Yeah, imagine a first-person shooter, but it's not a gun. Yeah, which if if you're in a video game, like, why would you want a Nerf gun in a video game? I bought Nerf guns to pretend I have a gun. It makes no sense. So what did you think of the Wikipedia page for Nerf? Oh my gosh. The page itself, I don't remember saying anything about the page, but... (laughs) No, no, I think we got really sidetracked like half an hour ago. We said nerf and then we just talked about ourselves. We didn't even get onto our second battle. (laughs) This is the first time, not only did we not check out the page, we didn't get through what we wanted to talk about. (laughs) Good for us. Now, I love nerf. It is so great. Oh, I've got to rate this something great. In my head, I'm trying to think of what the best gun is. Help me with this, Ben. I think this is the sort of thing I want your expertise knowledge of. Because the Stampede, was there ever a better gun than the Stampede? I think Stampede and Vulcan are very tied. The Vulcan is not as good because it's not a mobile unit weapon. It's not good for running around with. It does fire faster though. Because I remember on the box, it fires not much faster. Like you wouldn't notice it, but it's there. (laughs) It's there. It's it's the placebo faster. Because it is a heavier gun. You've got to sort of like stock down with it. The Stampede was kind of like an assault rifle. You could Mm. come in really hard with it. It was a good attacking gun. That's a good one for the offense. The Vulcan is good for setup because it comes with a little tripod. Yes. That you can set up. The problem is the reloading. It takes too long to reload a Vulcan and you are so open and it's too intricate. Whereas a Stampede, that's drop the magazine, put the next magazine in, keep going. Mm. And you can put drums in there. Did you also collect the Vulcan chains? Yes. So you have several, but there's only so many of those. It takes forever to even reload them if you need them. The Stampede is clearly better in my opinion than the Vulcan. I do like the Stampede. Personally, if I were to go into a nerf battle, I would want to have my trusty Stampede by my side. Yes. I don't think they ever beat it. Like, they may have made a better version of the Stampede, but I don't think they ever beat a Stampede. No. So I'm going to rate this a Stampede out of a possible Hailfire. The Hailfire, that's the one which has the multiple magazines we were just talking about. It's a carousel. It seems like it's everything you need in Nerf. Look how many cartridges it holds. How many magazines you can have. You flip it around. But it's not as good as the Stampede. That's right. I'm rating this page better than the top rating because I fucking love Nerf. I'm bringing back a lot of memories and we're going to war again. <laughs> I totally want a war after hearing this. This has got me so hyped for it. I know. It's, it's got me excited. It's like, remember when people reminded you as a kid of like a toy you had at home? You're like, yeah. oh my God, I love that toy. <laughs> That's all this has been. Oh yeah. Yeah. After this episode, I want a Nerf war and to build a haunted house. Yes. <gasps> Nerf war haunted house. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Haunted Nerf war house. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think. What did you think, Ben? All right. Well, Nerf was invented in 1969. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Continue. But I'm 
not going to give my rating out of that. Classy. Because I found a better number on there. That apparently the revenue of the Nerf brand is annually $400 million. That's US money too. US dollars a year. $400 million people buying these little guns and I mean, darts. one year that was just you and I. Yeah, um, that's half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, that works out. That adds up. Yeah. yeah uh, we, we each got $200 million worth of Nerf each. It's easy. probably what's downstairs. Yes. <laughs> so out of that, I would rate it $325 million. That's pretty decent. And one. And one. Good. And one. Just Good. chuck that one point on there. I was going to say, wait a second, but then you added the one. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You always do. And we didn't get into this slogan here, Nerf or nothing. Wow, that's... It's good alliteration. It is. But that's about... Yeah, it's I got a lot of nerf and that didn't even seem familiar to me. So it can't be that good a slogan then. I mean, and plus I've got a bunch of Busby and airstrikes and stuff. So... Clearly, Not, yeah. Nerf or nothing. How about nerf and some other things too? How about that? <laughs> we can all play together. <laughs> but that's not their only slogan. There's only one nerf. Get real. Get nerf. They probably dropped that one when they realized, well, it's the least real thing. Play your game. Oh, wait, we didn't include nerf in that. So no one knows what it's about. It's nerf or nothing. That's the current one. Except Except no substitutes. That one's cool. That's another little swipe at uh, Busby. They do some good things. Back off, Nerf. I like the next one. Oh, yeah. Enlist. Engage. Enforce. I think we just got a motto for wiki review. Yeah. It's <laughs> the new tagline to the show. That was the end strike one. Enlist, engage, and force. And Vortex is bend the rules of battle. Because ah. that's the discs that you can shoot around corners. And, and for then... the super soakers, it's the wetter, the better. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, for the light it up, which we mentioned before, the glow in the dark ones, the ones which uh, light up, their slogan is light it up. <laughs> Genius. Not particularly clever, but it, it, it gets the message. <laughs> it delivers what what it promises and I like that in a slogan <laughs> I love that this has become like a section at the end of the show where we rate it and then we go through the things that we probably should have talked about in the show <laughs> yes we've kind of it shouldn't have become a pattern but we forced ourselves to look at the page by rating it yeah. and so like oh since we're here hey there's actually some good stuff on this page alright other than that we've just got our stuff to plug the Facebook page Instagram Twitter YouTube YouTube and it's all at humidor.com.au and what's the email address wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com boom look at that all <clears throat> taken care of yeah and also if you check out our Facebook you'll notice recent we've started getting these cool pictures put up Damn when straight. our show comes out. Yes. We've mentioned that artist before. He's, a, he's my mate, Brendan. But if you want to find this work, you just look up hashtag Coffee Goblin or Booze Monkey. Yeah, yeah. For his help, I'm going to put a link to his Instagram in the show notes on every episode now. So Yes. And I've been mentioning it in the Facebook post. So if you, are, if you find the post, you'll find his work. He's gone out of his way with his wonderful talent to uh, make some uh, pictures relevant to each episode. How cool is that? Yeah. And we got cartooned. Yeah, so you can see cartoon versions of us popping up in our Facebook feeds. Which so, is pretty badass. Yeah, so that's really cool. So, so thank you for that, Brendan. I'm really enjoying that. Me too. It's, yeah, it's very flattering. Thank you for not making me look gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do not want warts and all. I'm very clear on that. That's cool. So definitely check out Coffee Golden. He's got his own little comic series and also he does food reviews as well. Yeah, he's a food blogger. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll check oh my out. god, stand up jokes i had a joke about foodies <laughs> is that still a thing do people say foodie anymore possibly yeah it was a shit joke anyways but yeah. <laughs> that was that joke i do when 
I was uh, struggling for time and I needed to fill something in. But yeah, so check out his food blog. Brendan, I know, personally eats everything. You name a thing, he's probably eaten it. So if you want to know about octopus, squid, uh, say a thing. Yeah, I was Bats. reading I was reading a good one about him eating a hot burger. Oh, that hot one at, is it Nando's or who has the hot burger? I don't know, it was somewhere, but they gave him gloves to eat yeah. it with. And goggles. Yeah, yeah, so, so read that one. Yeah. Link's in the show notes. Yeah, no, he told me about that. That's a bit... Yeah, he can do that. I can't do that. No, I can't do hot. We have mentioned this before. We should totally do a hot challenge just because we're both bitches towards heat. Like, I don't want to, and it would be terrible for both of us, but it'd be kind of funny to watch us squirm. It is easier for me to suffer knowing that you're suffering beside Mm. me. I like the idea that if it's a competition, because we're very competitive with each other, we both want to win, but we're both completely incapable of dealing with it. (laughs) So it's just two guys wanting to beat each other, but just crying like bitches. Because it would start off by going, well, we're not going to finish the burger, but we'll see how far we can get. But because can... neither of us wants to wuss out. Two guys, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Milk. All right. Well, that's been it for this episode of Wiki Review. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Gareth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Hey guys, just Garth here. Uh, Ben's occupied. I think he went to the John, not sure. Big announcement for next episode. All right, so next time we're on, we're going to be talking about the show Black Mirror. It was Ben's choice and he said we're doing this show. I've never seen it, so this is going to be a big one for me. It's going to be very interesting, but it is a total spoiler episode. All we're talking about is every episode and what happened in the episode. So if you've never seen Black Mirror or you're halfway through it, start watching it now. Get through it so you can discuss it with us. But if you don't mind spoilers or if you have seen it then you definitely want to tune in if you're a big black mirror fan this is the one to check out other than that just uh thanks for listening